go and we're live ladies and gentlemen hopefully you had a great weekend and uh all that good stuff of course you're listening to the airway attack podcast it's david and i we are back and uh we got a lot to talk about uh busy week last week catch all the episodes uh live streams all that good stuff on youtube facebook and uh, of course listen to all the um episodes on the itunes wherever you get your podcast from listen to them and great information of course SI uh, Bulldogs Chrissy will be on the show around roughly the 10th, a little after uh, she's in the progress process of moving. And I totally understand. And so, uh, you know, power to her. And I'm sure that uh, hopefully the moving part, uh, at least the, the furniture wise is done. David, how you been, man? Man, I've been doing good. I had a head cold last weekend. I'm just now getting, uh, getting all this cough. So if I cough during the show, that's what it is. It- um, it's just a little summer colds, and those things are the worst. Yes, they are. And a lot of people are having it, too. Yeah. So it's like, and unfortunately, since we're still in the middle of this pandemic, people are like, you know, they automatically think you got COVID all of a sudden. It's like, no, it's just a head cold. I'm fine. <laughs> and before we, before we get to the show, uh, of course, if you're watching this live stream on whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, uh, Twitch, YouTube, comment, send us the questions. We'll get them uh, throughout the show as long as they're appropriate and not political. And if they're political, we will, uh, unfortunately, we will bypass for now. But in the meantime, David, this, <laughs> I don't know where to begin. Uh, last we talked was Big 12 Media Day. This wasn't even a topic. Um, all of a sudden, the SEC Media Day comes in. Texas A&M leaks the thing out to... The Houston Chronicle, and really, it's caught fire since. Yep. So, David, <laughs> since our last conversation, uh, your thoughts before we really dig into this whole Big 12 shenanigans, your thoughts on now what uh, once was a Big 12, now is the SEC Super Conference, Oklahoma, Texas, going to the SEC, and uh, let's be honest, where does the Big 12 go from now? Well, the Big 12 needs to find two more teams that, that are strong schools, that have established programs, and are what I call blue bloods, um, if they can. I mean, there was an article I read that said Texas and Oklahoma are both blue bloods, and I could not disagree more. Oklahoma, yes. Texas, not so much. They haven't even been to a national championship game since Vince Young in 2005 yep. against USC in the Rose Bowl. Oklahoma's been to at least... Uh, they've been to, I think, two or three since then, uh, since they last won a national championship game. And then they've been to the playoff four times, although they've lost four times, uh, partly because of the defense, which they are now working on. Um, Texas wanting to go with Oklahoma, they can understand. But at the same time, Texas is about to get their ass kicked in the SEC. Yep. Because – you look at what Oklahoma did. Oklahoma, you know, look at look at what Oklahoma did to Texas. 
And look what Oklahoma struggled against Alabama and LSU in the respective college football playoff games. And then that wild game a few years ago against Georgia, uh, where they lost in that overtime thriller, uh, mainly because they didn't have a defense. They had defense, they would have won that game. It's guaranteed. But you put Texas against Alabama, Alabama's going to kick Texas to the moon. <laughs> I mean, they're just going to kick them so hard. They're going to run back to the Big 12 and just beg to be let back in because they can't. They said they can't handle it. And then they're going to lose in the recruiting game because nobody wants to play for a team that's going to get its butt kicked. I hate to admit this, Mike, but Texas is about to become the Kansas of the SEC. <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the funny part is I, I, I totally agree with you. And it's not, oh, you knocking Texas uh, by any means. It's the realization. By, by the way. It's the, it's the reality part. And let's, I mean, I, <clears throat> and I know we got some watchers already going, but you know, let us know your thoughts. I mean, my opinion, and my personal thing is you're looking at Oklahoma, probably what, realistically, probably top four in the SEC. What would Texas be? Ten to sixteen? Maybe I don't know. They at the bottom half or what? They were de- well. I'll put that. Definitely put them at fifteen. I think. I think they got enough talent to beat Vanderbilt. However, Texas did lose to Kansas. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I know it's Texas. You know, they're pulling the strings now. Whether or not Texas actually is the one that's leading the charge and OU follow. I think it's more Oklahoma's leading the charge. Texas is following. Yeah. Uh, in my personal opinion, people are like, well, that's bias. Oh, so be it. But, right. um, well, did you see what Steve Spurrier said about Texas? No, that they reaction right now. I'm sure it's pretty common. It was, it was, it was actually a classic, uh, quote from Steve Spurrier. And, um, I'm going to pull it up here. But, no, I mean, I was shocked. I'll be honest with you. When the news first broke news, when all this broke news first originally um, about, literally about all this, I'm going to be honest. I thought it was clickbait. I'm thinking, yeah, it's just people wanting to, it's people that's wanting, you know, attention. This ain't going to happen, so on and so forth. So, anyway, Steve Spurrier was asked about Texas going to the SEC. His, his famous quote, and so <clears throat> he, so here we go, set this scene. we got reporters um, asking Steve Spurrier, the uh, old ball coach at Florida and, of course, the, uh, South Carolina. They asked him his thoughts about Texas. He then quotes, and, and Steve Spurrier says, I can understand Texas jumping over. They get to play Texas A&M. They get to, they can't win the Big 12 anyway. I think they've only won two in the last 30 years or so. I can see Texas jumping over more money playing NM is that and the other. I know we lost um, connectively for now. No, you're, per- you're, you're definitely good. Now, um, so practically, long story to sit uh, if the stick is Steve Spurrier says Texas can't win the Big 12 anyway, so what really matters? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a cold shoulder right there. That's a cold shoulder. And I mean, he, it, I mean, you know, they say the truth hurts, but it does. And that's the truth. They can't win the Big 12. I mean, well, they, yeah. I mean, there was literally two years ago, or no, three years ago. Let's yep. say, because it's, uh, was it two years ago? 
2018. That's 2018, yeah. Yeah, 2018, because that, that's the year that that's the we lost the Red River rivalry game. Yep. Mike Stoops got fired finally, so I finally realized that this guy wasn't very good on defense. And then we had to play Texas again. All Texas had to do was beat us. One point, 100 points. But yep. They couldn't do it. And they haven't done it since. And, I mean, Steve Spurrier's right. Texas can't win the Big 12. What makes you think we're going to be competitive in the SEC? Well, I know people are going to sit there and say, you know, I'm sure whether it's comments now on the live stream or, or in the future, but uh, people will definitely be saying, well, oh, you got ripped by LSU. Well, so did Texas, and Texas was a home team. Yeah. The only thing I can say about OU, because, you know, apparently people give Florida excuses from last year's beating that OU gave Florida in the um, in the Cotton Bowl, um, is I'll go with this, is OU had practically, what, third stringers on defense when they played at LSU? Yeah, they pretty so. much did. I mean, they were missing a bunch of guys, and then um, LSU was just uh, was too powerful. I mean. Well, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, then, and then, of course, you know, the referees, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, something that happens, you know, think, well, it's just football, but then it happens in the game when you're getting, when you're looking for any kind of break to get some sort of kind of momentum, something happens. I mean, there's a guy that receiver got yanked down by his arm trying to catch a pass, and the referee didn't throw his flag, and it sent Lincoln Riley into a, into a, uh, got him real hot, and everybody real hot because they missed it. But that's the part of the game. It's just one of those things where everything seems to go against you. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, the score wasn't indicative of the, of, the, uh, of the game. I mean, we finally, you know, put some points on the board when it was all put away and sealed. But LSU was destined to win it because they had all the good players. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not going to sit there and say, with even with OU's top starters on defense, I don't know. LSU's offense was too good that year. Um, you can probably mark them down. Probably the best in college football history offensively. Um, but no, it, it was a, it was one of those, uh, one of those games that unfortunately everything went wrong and that was that, you know, now, what, I, what I would love to see is if this is even possible is take the defense from the 2000 national championship team against Florida state. Cause that was the number one offense mm-hmm. in the country at that time. And then yep. you put Baker, go back and grab Baker Mayfield's offense from 2018 2017 rather. And you throw them two together and then play LSU two years ago. That would have been an interesting football game. I would have loved that. And uh, <clears throat> we'll see. I know he's got uh, some big-time recruits coming in, some targets that they're looking at. Um, still, of course, in the 20, what, 22 class now. And, of course, now in 23. Mm-hmm. Now the million-dollar question. How soon do you think? I know 2025 is the legal year, so to speak. Do you think it's going to be sooner that OU Texas buy, uh, has to pay that uh, approximately, what, 80, 80 mil uh, buyout? Or do you think they're going to actually wait till 25? Well, this is what I honestly think. OU is probably going to wait um, because they think, you know, we're not, we're not going to, you know, go out there. The wisdom would say the wait. Prepare yourself for the next four years, yep. and then go rather than pay eighty million to leave early, and then get your butt kicked, and then people <laughs> saying, "See, I told you so." <laughs> Here's another clause, though, that I read about. Quit making fun of Texas, David. Well, 
I was born this way, okay? I was born this way. You gotta deal with it. It comes to the territory, dude. Right? So, anyway, then you have... But here's this other uh, clause, though, I found out about. Let's say that the Big 12 says, well, OU and Texas are now, it's official, at 2025. And then the other teams say, well, we're going to leave in two years in 2023. Mm-hmm. And then 2023, let's say TCU, Baylor, uh, um, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma State go to the Pac-12. And then Kansas and Iowa State go to the Big Ten. And then Kansas State says, you know, we're going to go down to the to the group of five. We're going to go down to like the American Conference, the same conference that Tulsa's in, and play them. Now you don't have a Big 12. You have two teams. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 officially dissolved. Then they can leave without penalty. Yep. So if the, big, if the other teams decide to leave and make it official before 2025, then OU and Texas can actually join the SEC early without paying the penalty. But, like I said, Wisdom would say, let's wait, let's plan this out, and then move to the SEC. But here's the thing about Texas. You know there's some rich-ass oil baron who's going to donate $80 million to the SEC to Texas so they can go to the SEC and say, we got here for Oklahoma here. <laughs> Have you seen this? I, I've I've actually enjoyed this. I I'm not going to tell you what sports uh, lo- well locally to put them on on the air because I don't want people to think anything bad about them. Uh, I'll tell you off the thing, but <laughs> it amazes me how this entire thing week and a half now two weeks whatever you want to call it it's literally been Texas OU OU's version of their letter they sent to the Big Twelve had Oklahoma first and Texas Texas version has it Texas oh and then Oklahoma second it's like Come on, guys. Let's... <laughs> of course, Texas has to jump the gun. Oh, we accept at the Board of Regents meeting. Well, of course you do. You got to be the first one to jump the gun. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> exactly. And it's just it, exactly. I mean, and that's, I, I mean, this is how it's one of those things where it starts as a fun rivalry. <laughs> and then it gets a little childish at some point. And to quote MASH, the TV show MASH, if you're old enough to remember that, yep. uh, if we've seen them in some of the reruns. There's a fine line between fun rivalry and childish, and we've pole vaulted over it. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. I mean, let's say Texas has a meeting at 10.55 a.m. Central Time. Oh, you had there's an 11.05 Central Time. Texas yep. is going to say, hey, we were 10 minutes before you were, you know? So they're going to stick their tongue out, and now, you know, now we're just, you know, with two kids in the backseat, you won't shut up. Exactly what we are. I, I I just think it's hilarious, and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for <clears throat> for this year's OU Texas Red River rivalry game in Dallas. I'm waiting for them to present a check of hundred and let's say sixty million for both teams that both uh, athletic directors and and uh, presidents of the universities can meet Bob Bosley at the thirty yard line and be like, here you go. We're done. Here's 160 mil for both universities, and let's call let's call this a thing done deal. Yeah, that that would, that would be something. It would surprise me if it happens. Like I said, there's a bunch of rich people <laughs> in Texas, so they got more money they know what to do with. Well, you know, and they got the Longhorn Network, and <laughs> I was reading an article that 
I was reading an article that, you know, Texas can easily use the money from the horrendous Longhorn Network and they can get out. I mean, but the question is, do they want to get out or do they want to go at the same time OU goes? I mean, (laughs) speaking of which, um, I'm going to send you a link after we're done to a YouTube video. It's about two two and a half minutes. It's called SEC Shorts. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's talking about Oklahoma and Texas coming to big, big, to the SEC, and it it has a vibe of going through TSA at the airport, like a security checkpoint. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll I'll have to check that one out then. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And then I'll, I'll give I'll give you a little bit of a spoil alert here. Uh, it involves Texas A and M. Oh my God! They they make an appearance, so I'll I'll leave it at that and let you watch it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Speaking of Texas A&M, I loved how they broke the news or went to the Houston Chronicle. The Houston Chronicle, whether it was legit or it was actually originally supposed to have been fake news, and it turned out to be legit. I really don't know. But it's funny how A&M back practically, oh, we don't want, this isn't fair to the university, blah, 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 blah. But yet they vote uh, unanimously for the SEC to accept those two. Yeah, it was... That, that's what struck me, because I heard that there were three schools mm-hmm. that were opposed to it. Texas Stadium was being one of them, at least against Texas. I'm not sure. If I've, bad, I've heard Arkansas's uh, name bad, out there, too. about Oklahoma, and they haven't played in over a decade. Yep. But um, but then I heard there were other two schools that come remember who they were, and I was thinking, what's well, going to be borderline? And then I get a notification. It's unanimous. I said, well, yep. Well, okay, then. Here we go. And then, of course, Texas Stadium invite the board. Regents get together, and next thing you know, by noon on a kind of week noon hey it's official and we're talking about a week from when it first broke to now it's official i mean that moved things moved quickly and uh you know it's like they say the wind of cha- the wind the winds of change went from a breeze to a gale force wind in a matter of days yep because things started moving well it moved quick because it went just from what a lot of people thought was clickbait to now, all of a sudden, here comes OU Texas. They, you know, they tell, you know, the Big 12 then has a Zoom call. They were invited. Nobody from OU or Texas shows up. So you now got the A. Hey, talk about awkward meeting. Yeah. Just expect going to a Zoom meeting. Everybody po- was invited. And then your two big dogs were nowhere to be seen. Now it's like twiddling your thumbs, like, where do we go from here? Yeah. Speaking of where do we go from here? Where does everyone else go? We have Iowa State, who's up and coming. TCU hangs around. You know, West Virginia really hasn't been much of a threat in the Big 12. You got Kansas State, Baylor, of course, Kansas, Texas Tech, and, of course, Oklahoma State. Where do you think these teams land, or what What do you have in mind that, from your opinion, that's best for these universities? Well, I think it's best for these universities, like I mentioned earlier, the layout that I had mentioned was um, that – uh, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor, and Texas Tech go to the Pac-12. Yep. And on a side note here, I think these conferences need need to drop their numbers and just call mm-hmm. themselves like, hey, you know the uh, like the big, you know, big football conference or or big athletic <laughs> conference or something like that. You know, we're dropping numbers because twelve at big Pac-12 actually has fourteen teams, and then or or something like that, and then now they're about to have, like, 18 teams if these four schools join. The, the four schools I mentioned, Oklahoma State, 
TCU, Baylor, and uh, Texas Tech. I see Iowa State joining the Big Ten with their rival Iowa. Then they can play a conference game, which looks bigger and better than a non-conference game in the mm-hmm. eyes of the uh, various bowl committees. So they can, regarding strength of schedule, they can probably get into a better bowl game if they win that game because it's a conference game versus non-conference. And I think Kansas State should join them in the Big Ten and because they're fairly close to that region of America. And then West Virginia, they should go to the ACC. They're on the eastern side of the United States. Yeah. Um, their uh, their neighbor Virginia is in the ACC, and they could you know start a rivalry with them, you know, call it the old Civil War or something, and did the hell with political correctness, by the way. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then Notre Dame could join the ACC as well, and then take on themselves off the Independent, which gives them more leverage when they start winning games versus hey, you know, you're not you're not classified as a conference, you don't play a conference championship game. If they join the conference, they get in. It looks better on paper for, for them as well. Yep. And I hate to say it, you know, I'm picking on Kansas again, but they either need to go down to the Power Five, the Group of Five, or even to the FCS and learn to play football. You know, because they can't. I mean, <coughs> as Baker Mayfield stat, famously said it against them a few years ago, you also just stick to basketball. Well, I know that uh, <laughs> y- you look at Kansas and their football program is just crap. Uh, I don't know what else is a better word to put it besides besides crap. <laughs> I mean, you could just use any kind of uh, yeah or equally euphemism to describe Kansas's football program. And you know, I might I had a uh, I was looking forward to seeing what Les Miles was going to do, and then you know the whole thing surfaced with him, and you're like, well, that was a waste. And then uh, and now I think it's a I want to say his name's Mike Lee Gold or something like. I remember who the new coach is. Mm-hmm. He's actually a very good coach at the mid-major level, which, you know, if Kansas State drops down to the mid-major level, it's right in the wheelhouse. And they could probably turn that program around a little bit and uh, maybe compete at some level because they cannot compete at high-level football. No. Well, mm-hmm. SEC, ACC, where they can't compete. And I think they need to drop down a little bit, you know, and learn how to comp- be competitive instead of being, you know, a game where people can just say, okay, we're playing Kansas on this day, and we can use it as a tune-up game versus a big game next to it because we can work out our kinks against them. We can, you know, we can throw four interceptions in the game and still win, you know, they're that terrible. No, I was thinking that Kansas, you know, <laughs> let's just say, for example, <clears throat> let's just say, for example, they go to the Big Ten. I know the Big Ten has that AAU whatever I don't, know, I, know, I don't know all that crap that gets into it. So I don't know if the Big Ten, I mean, I, I know it's more of a basketball school, but does the Big Ten really want to put themselves back in a situation where you have another horrendous football program like your Rutgers coming? I don't know. Theory. I mean, you thought they were bad in the Big 12. I'm looking right now at the Big Ten's list of teams. I really don't know, David, who Kansas, and I'm not trying to bash them, bad, but I really personally don't know who they would be in the Big Ten. Exactly. I, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, even uh, you know, they certainly aren't going to beat Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin's a little too competitive. They're they're usually hovering in or around the top 25 most years. Uh, Iowa's the same way. Minnesota's the same way. Certainly Penn State. Just a few years ago, they were in the top five. They knocked off Ohio State. Mm-hmm. 
as I think they were unranked at the time. And then they were quickly ranked after doing that because they were just outside the top 25. Um, you've got Michigan. And Indiana's up and coming. State, Indiana. I mean, like I agree. I don't think Kansas is going to be even competitive if they were try to join the Big Ten. They'd probably be just as bad or worse than the Big 12. You know, I'm looking at the worst team from last year's Big Ten, which would be Illinois be on the bottom. Then you got Michigan State, and then you got Rutgers is your bottom three. I really don't know if they beat any of those three either. Yeah, me neither. I think, like I said, they should go down to the mid-major level for a while and <laughs> learn how to play before maybe jumping back in. <laughs> you think that the ACC, the ACC, do you think the AAC, uh, the American Athletic Conference, do you think that they may uh, – take some of these teams, or do you think the Big 12 do you, or even merge? Do you see these two conferences merging? Well, I mean, there's I not much know. talent in these conferences, but I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's the thing about it. Um, it, it. If there's the problem is, is if there's, you know, there's teams like Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, and Iowa State, you know, who in the last couple of years have been right there with Oklahoma competitive competing with them. Iowa State took has beaten Oklahoma twice in the last five years. Yep. And then uh, Kansas State has beaten Oklahoma two consecutive years. Um, so they're competitive, and they can compete in the Big Ten. You don't want to welcome teams that's going to knock your conference champion, your big blue blood, down and start taking, you know, winning championships right out of the gate in the conference. But you don't want teams that are just going to be, you know, everybody's kicking buddy. And everybody's going to, you know, circle on the counter and say, we can win this game no matter what because they're just that inept. Um, so with the American Conference, I don't think they want teams like Texas Tech, Iowa State, and Kansas State in their conference. That's going to dominate them at the, from the get-go. But they'll gladly take teams like uh, Kansas who, you know, have no business playing football. <laughs> and, well, you know, and – it's one of those things that you look at the Big 12, and it's, it's sad because, I mean, you look at the Big 12 going back to the Big 8 before they merge into the Big 12 or expanded into the Big 12. Now, theoretically, you go to the Big 10. Now they're back to the Big 12 or Big 8, whatever you want to say um, they are. But, um, I, I, you know, I don't know what to think about the Big 12. I would hope that I would hope that they would try to expand. But now the next question, I guess, would be: It depends on who they who they're looking after. Who does the Big Twelve? Uh, who does the Big Twelve expand to? I mean, do you look at uh, do you look at a? Um, oh, I don't know. Do you look at a uh, Cincinnati? You know, I don't know if BYU would still be. I don't know if BYU would still be interested or not. Because you know, I know they don't play on Sundays. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I the Big Twelve is yeah, a mess. You know, and, and the thing is, is, well, here's the thing. You know, you don't. I mean, we. You remember, I think it was just a couple of years ago that, um, that that Texas A&M LSU game went to seven overtimes. They scored like seventy points each. Mm-hmm. And you know, let's say something crazy happens between BYU and gets into the conference with, 
you know, Texas Tech, they put them in prime time. They go seven overtimes, all of a sudden they approaching midnight. And BYU says, we can't play after midnight because it's Sunday morning, you know? Well, there's, well, solve that problem. Welcome BYU and give them all the 11 a.m. kickoffs, you know? So 11 a.m. local time, of course, you know, which is 12 noon central. So then, you know, that solves that problem. So I don't ever see a problem with BYU coming to the Big 12. And I think Cincinnati would be a good fit because, uh, you know, they're in that mid-major conference. They're claiming mm-hmm. for attention. Well, let's say, step up to the plate, boys. Here's your baseball bat. Step up to the plate and see what you can hit. Who – see, I I heard this question I heard this question on, on the radio, and it's interesting where to put this at. I personally blame Commissioner Bullsby. Some blame just theoretically anybody else. Um who do you at, at the end of the day? Who do you think um, is at fault? I say Bowles because I mean, you lost Nebraska, Colorado, then you lost A and M, and then you lost Missouri. Missouri. Yeah, and you know he talked about expansion. Everybody talked about expansion. Then all of a sudden, nothing's happened, and now we're well. Unfortunately, we're where we're at now. Yep, I think of the. It's not just Bob Bowley's fault. He's partially, but I think it's also the board of the Big 12, the other um, people who work at the media rights deal. Because the only reason that we were stuck with Fox is because we were last to the game. Mm-hmm. We were always last to the game. And when, you're, when you show up at the barbecue with chips and dip after halftime, you know, <laughs> or after the thing's halfway over and the meat's been, the grill's cooling down, so to speak. You're going to get leftovers. And that's what, I mean, I have nothing against Fox. I think Gus Johnson is a phenomenal announcer. I think they do some great job broadcasting the games. But when you're last to arrive, you get what's left. And what's left is, you know, you're not going to be able to compete with SEC in primetime, ACC in primetime. And certainly not a Pac-12 because... They're not going to kick off at, you know, 9 a.m. on the West Coast. So they get the afternoon games as well. So what's the only thing left? 11 a.m. kickoff. Mm-hmm. And this is what this whole thing is all about. It's about the kickoffs because when you've got an 11 a.m. kick in Huntington, West Virginia, that means a kid you're recruiting from Texas yep. has to leave at 8 o'clock or, you know, 7 to 8 o'clock in the morning from Texas to get to West Virginia on time to watch the game. And if he's got a game Friday night, then he won't get home until after midnight. He can't make that flight so he or that travel, whatever, so he can't arrive in the, you know, that driver, however they get there. So you're going to miss that on the game day experience. So, you know, that's one of these 11 a.m. kickoffs were so bad because you, you, a lot of your recruits can't make it. A lot of your targets can't make it to the game because it's too early for them. <laughs> well, you know, and you look at well, and see, that's a big thing, and a lot of people don't realize we talk about you know the eleven a.m. kickoff. And I still think when Nebraska went to eleven a.m. kickoff, I think that's what did it for OU and Joe Castillo. I think that was the, I think that was personally the nail in the coffin. You got the fiftieth year anniversary of the greatest ga- uh, the, uh, the game of the century. Yeah. Uh, back in 1971, and then you got all this leading up to what you would assume, because I thought I was under the impression, which I would have thought so too, that, uh, hey, 
this is gonna go prime time no matter what how bad Nebraska is. Yeah, well, and then here comes eleven a.m. You know, have a nice little ceremony, or you know, where you bring back Switzer, you bring back uh, as many of the former players as you can, or you know, the relatives, and have this nice little thing about celebrating the 50th anniversary of it. You know, in the afternoon, uh, like two thirty, kick would even be better because you had that game before it. And yep. now. You got these teams that are playing like the Who's going to wake up at nine o'clock to watch a sermon? I mean, heck, at nine o'clock on a Saturday, I'm still in my PJs drinking coffee, by golly. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about the SEC. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I would be lying to you if I said I wasn't. Um, however, <clears throat> I will say this. Who, or I want to say, but the question is, who's the next conference that's going to go super conference? I know, you know, we always talk about Notre Dame, which I don't know what their thoughts, I don't know what their process is. You know, I would imagine West Virginia will go ACC, but again, people forget the ACC has to be interested in West Virginia, and I don't know how much West Virginia will bring to the table for the ACC. Yeah, I totally agree with that, but I, I would say that, uh, um, the Pac-12 will probably be the next big super team, you know, because if, like I said, the Big 12 dissolves, you got four teams going to the Pac-12. And it's, you know, they're going to be the next super conference. And uh, I, would, I would say that the Pac-12. I would say so, too. I would imagine, I would imagine that the uh, Pac-12 is the next one to, to, um, to expand whether or not they go – Four teams, you get your 16, two, and then you bring two more in. I don't know what their thoughts are. But, um, no, I think the Pac-12 would definitely be. The Big Ten, I keep hearing Kansas and Iowa State. Mm. You know, I really would be curious about how Iowa State would do in the Big Ten. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You know, they're, uh, they have their rivals. I think if they get in the Big Ten and say, hey, you, you, you want to play the big kid, but you want to play for Iowa. And you're living in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So we could um, up there and give them a couple of years. Yeah. So I think I think it's a good thing. It'll be interesting. Um, now the fun part begins. How do we divide up the conference and the SEC? Do we go pods? I don't know if you saw that or not. I did. Um, from the SEC network. It's not a bad idea. You still get to play everybody. Now, granted, some not as often as others, but I like the idea. You can still go east-west. I don't, if that was the case, you would uh, what, play one other team from the opposing division, I guess, because you still have your eight. But uh, unless they just go strictly conference schedule, which I would suck. Yeah. Um, and even I then, see, I did see something today that they're now contemplating with a nine game conference schedule, um, versus hmm. the current eight game. Mm-hmm. And with a nine game, if I'm, I, of course, I have to write this out in order to get it right. So if I screw up, it's not on me because I'm doing this in my head. My head's my head goes one direction, and that's it. So, uh, uh let's say you have a nine game conference schedule, you play, um, or is it eight game conference? You play four teams in the in the uh, you divide the thing in the ESEC East and West. You play four teams in the West, four teams in the East. 
one year. Then you play four teams, the other four the next year, and the other four the next year. And then you play the, the, the you go back to the, um, versus the, uh, the, the previous year, we played the first four and the first four, and then you flip them. So if you were a road game, you had a home team. If you are the home team, now you're going there. And then every four years, you visit every stadium in the conference. I think that's how that would work. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I, I would. I would think that's how that would go as well. And then, because I think now with the current schedule they have, you know, if you, let's say Alabama and Vanderbilt, Alabama will go to Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt will come to Alabama until eight years down the road, and you can play against an entirely different team. You know, new quarterbacks, new receivers. Everybody's new because it's been three or four years. Versus if you do it the way I just described, you still play against the seniors that were now freshmen. So it makes it a lot more interesting. I'll leave, that to, I'll leave the schedule part up to them. <laughs> yeah. I will say this. I'm definitely looking forward to <clears> – <throat> excuse me. I'm definitely looking forward to them um, playing LSU – <clears throat> Excuse me, at seven o'clock down in Death Valley. Yeah, that would be an interesting game. And then I have a, um, I have a friend of mine who's an Alabama fan. He's from Mobile, so he's born and bred. Nice. And uh, he said that he, he was excited. Once it made official, he he put a post up. He said, "You know, I'm so excited now. Uh, you know, now that I get to see um, my." Uh, my home, my team, twenty minutes from home instead of having to make yeah. a special trip to go see them. And then yeah. that's the other thing, you know, I'm looking forward to see if we when we get to play Arkansas because Ooh. I've got a cousin. I know he knows about this podcast, the podcast. So if he ends up listening to this, Barry, we're gonna have to make a gentleman's bet because I'm gonna make you wear a pink tutu and yellow boomer suit at the top of your lungs. He's an Arkansas homer. He despises Oklahoma and Texas and the whole Big 12 for that matter. So any chance I get to embarrass him, I will. You know, I'm actually looking for because Fayetteville is not far away from here. What is it, three, four hour trip? I was in Fayetteville just this past spring, and we left Bentonville, which is a little bit south of Fayetteville. It's where Walmart's located, just for random FYI. But uh, we left Bentonville at 8 o'clock and drove down the Turner Turnpike. And we made it home by one thirty. Nice. So, so it's about, and that was, you know, for, you know, with traffic and everything, because, you know, it's always orange cone season, no matter what. So, uh, orange yeah, cone it is. season. So happy hunting, everybody. But, uh, <laughs> but it was, I mean, it's about like a four and a half, five hour drive. So, you know, we play even if we play Arkansas comes here. We'll have a ton of Arkansas fans come. Oh, my God, yes. Which would, be, which would be fun because I don't know if you're familiar with this, but visiting teams are always treated kindly by Oklahoma fans. I mean, there's a, we had a, a couple of years ago when Ohio State came here, uh, we had a tailgate set up, and uh, there were some Ohio State fans next door, and then the storm came through, knocked out everything. And then we're trying to get our, our satellite back up and running. And we let them take shelter in our big tent because they had just had the, you know, the old awning with that little pop-up mm-hmm. with the open sides. Nick got blown over. And so we let them take shelter in our tent while the storm passed. And then after, while it's up and running, they got up and running before we did. And they said, hey, come on over and watch the game while you got yours up and running. So you don't miss anything. So 
Um, I think it'll be a fun. It'd be a fun neighboring rivalry too. You know, neighboring states. I mean, the governors might get in on the action too. You know, some friendly bets, and that'd be kind of funny. You know, if, <coughs> you know I know what Arkansas is famous for, so I don't know what the governor would send Oklahoma when we beat them, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> of course, everybody, we have not played Arkansas since I believe the 2001 Cotton Bowl. Um, so it's 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 been a minute, but uh, no, Arkansas would definitely be is one up there road trip wise. Um, of course, everybody wants to say, well, what about Alabama? Okay, well, of course, everybody wants to go to Alabama and watch them play. But I think this is, I think this is where the excitement begins because now you're talking a brand new, you know, practically brand new conference, so to speak. Um, you got, God, my, my God. You got LSU, you got Georgia, you got Florida. Of course, we all know Alabama. We got Auburn. Tennessee, we, of course, you know the three overtime thriller or whatever it was, double overtime and yeah. all that. Um, yeah, if you if you call it, hey, you know, we call it last year, we were supposed to play Tennessee. Yep. And the game got nixed because of COVID. Now we have a chance yep. to, to come back to Oklahoma and fulfill that canceled obligation that they got out of. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I, I mean, last year we were actually fairly decent until Iowa State and Kansas State kind of ruined it. But, uh um, I think it would be funny because I, I saw this post and I'll send it to you. But you know, Peyton Manning's the guy, nationwide guy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a song that he should sing now. So Tennessee just lost again. <laughs> Speaking of Tennessee, I don't know, we might have talked about it. We might not. Now, since the addition of, of OU Texas, but we won't talk that because, you know, it could be 2025, 20, but I still think it's going to be next year. Um, how <clears throat> how well do you think Josh Hype was going to do? I think he's going to do great. And if he has, gets a chance and they actually let him live out a few years and get things up and running versus say, well, you know, two years you couldn't do anything and here's the boot instead of, he's like, I have a chance to recruit. Give him a chance to recruit. Nope. Give him a chance to build the team and see what he does. And if you know, like like you said earlier, if somebody says, "Well, here's a check for 160 million for OU Texas to leave early, and we get to play in 2023, and he's still there," hey, that would be that would be a prime time game because you got a former coach, a former player, I should say, playing against his former school, mm-hmm. and then you know, then you've got Lincoln Riley up against this Tennessee program, you know, and. You know, we could squeeze a few more fans in the Memorial Stadium, get up to a hundred thousand. I'm sure we could. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I'm going with this one. Are we going to see? I want our stadium enclosed. Why can't we enclose it? Enclose the North End. Exactly. Just enclose the North End. We can get a hundred thousand. Exactly, and that's the thing I was talking about to a friend of mine who grew up in uh, Alexandria, Pineville, Louisiana. And he's an LSU guy, although he, he went to school, I think he went to school at what at what's now LA, uh, uh, I can't remember what's called now, it was LA, Louisiana Tech, it's the same school that uh, Phil Robertson and uh, Terry Bradshaw went mm-hmm. to. I um, can't remember what it's called now, but uh, um, they changed names on it. And he was saying that you better be prepared for playing play for 100,000 loud, screaming fans. I mean, you know, I watched Alabama, the Iron Bowl, every year with my friend who lives here in town with me. Uh, and last year, um, the camera was actually shaking because of the noise. 
Wow. You had 100,000 screaming fans. It was creating so much vibration. It was like on-field camera was shaking. And if Oklahoma was not prepared for that, they're going to get whooped in the first couple of years if they're not prepared for it. <laughs> I hate to say it. Because they're going to get overpowered by the noise in the environment. They're not going to be able to do it. So what's funny is um, next year's non-conference schedule is already set. Um, UTEP at Nebraska. I forgot who the other one was. I'm trying to look it up. Um, but uh, So you already got that one set in stone. My thing is, um, I can't stand the Lakers. My thing is, okay, Kent State from the Mid-American Conference. Okay, so you got that one, assuming we don't know the conference schedule at this point. However, Georgia comes to Norman in 23. Oklahoma goes to Tennessee in 24. Now this is where things get interesting. In 25 and 26, you go. we have home against the Michigan and at Michigan. I'm not in 27, 28s. Granted, that's years down the road. I'm not even worried about, oh, 2026. 20, I don't, I got five more years I got to worry about. But until we get there, will OU talk about, because, you know, the SEC plays pancakes in non conference. You know, Alabama plays like deaf, and yeah. Florida plays, you know, some high school team in Georgia. I mean, yeah. that's, what, <laughs> that's what they do. But talk about a non-conference. You get Michigan on top of the SEC because that's in twenty. What I say in twenty-six. So you're you're now in the SEC. I I would like to know if they're going to keep that Michigan game now intact because of that SEC now conference officially being in that. Yeah, I think they would because especially if they go earlier. Like oh man, example the six one pays the fee, and then you know here we go and get tuned up, and they're well SEC. I think they keep it because it will look good on paper, mm-hmm. you know, and then it may be a, one heck of a competitive game. Here's the other thing. You look at what happened, you know, these schedules, you know, I mean, they're still a decade down the road. Right. Alabama and Georgia, we've got them coming here and we're going there. Mm-hmm. Now, those are now going to be conference games. That opens up spots for new non-conference opponents. Who are we going to get? And if we take away... You know, I think the SEC needs to switch to the schedule that they that other conferences have. You play your non-conference games first, then you go into your conference. Yep. You don't get a break in between because yep. Alabama, some cupcake has been let's let's get guys off the street, put them in football pads, and throw them against the Wolves. Mm-hmm. They use a tune-up game. That's why they're able to win all those games. They play a tune-up game. They work out their kinks before the big game. Now let's let's. I'm just going to go open my crystal ball and look into it. Let's say 2026, Alabama and Oklahoma play before Alabama plays Auburn. Alabama's number one. Oklahoma's number two. Auburn's number four. Auburn plays, uh, let's say Auburn plays um, LSU. LSU's number three. So now you've got all you got four, four out of the top five teams playing each other in a two-week span. You know, and also to add on that, I'm looking at Texas. You know, Texas has Arkansas this year and Fayetteville. Uh, they got Alabama in 22 and 23. They get uh, way down the road in 28 and 29, both Georgias, 20, 30, and 31. They get Florida, of course, 
whether or not that anybody knew about the SEC, I doubt it, but who cares? Um, it's going to be interesting. I still, I'm kind of glad we got Kyle Field back. You know, that's a tough place to play. It is. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, no offense to Seattle, but it's the original home of the 12th man. Oh, my I mean, God, yes. It is. Nothing against, you know, you know, it, 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 you know the, the Seattle Seahawks, what's now CenturyLink Field or whatever it is. Yep. Whatever that, I mean, these companies merge all the time in the naming rights, which we'll get to in a later podcast. We've got the Thunder Arena now. But um, it's one of those things where, you know, the 12th man, it's like they create so much noise to where the uh, there's like the 12th man is on the field. Mm-hmm. But Texas A&M actually has the 12th man because there was a guy that came out of the stands, put on a uniform, and played so they're the original twelfth man. No offense to the Seahawks. Now piss him off, David. Not only did we take the th- we we took the uh, the <laughs> supersonics. Yeah, I've got, I've got a joke to make at the end of this thing because once I say it, you're not going <laughs> to compose yourself. So I'll save it till the end. But uh, no, it's exci- it's an exciting time for for college football now. Oh. Did you read that uh, Spencer? I'm not knocking Spencer Rattler. It has nothing to do with expansion. But I'm just going to pick your thoughts. Did you hear that Spencer Rattler charges 150 bucks for an autograph? Yeah. I'm like. Okay, That's not yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not right. You're not representing the Oklahoma Sooners with that. I'm just saying. You're going to get him to do a cameo for you? Well, I don't know. If you got 150 bucks, maybe. So. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure we can. Uh, Hey, if if I give someone 150 bucks, can they expand <laughs> expand us into the SEC too? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no, I wasn't for sure if you saw that. I like his his merchandise line. I, I don't it anticipate. It's cool with the S and the snake and everything, you know. Yeah, it's it, not it, bad. It's pretty cool, but it's, it's, it, I mean, he, whoever he had designed that should be given the award because that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I have all of the all of the things. Real quick, and then I'm going to ask for something off way off topic from college football. What's your thoughts on this quarterback kid? I don't know if you heard much about him. Uh, I got a, I read a little uh, during lunch today, but there's this kid that committed to Ohio State. He actually has foregoed his senior season of high school and has enrolled at Ohio State. Yeah, that that I mean if that's the thing. And I don't know if, if, I mean, I'm sure he's got to meet the, uh, if he's rolled into Ohio State, either somebody's paid somebody some money, there's a chunk of change involved, and the NCAA is going to get to it eventually. Or the kid's an absolute genius and is crushing it ac- academically and got in as an early enrollee. Um, Which, hey, power to him. I mean. Power to him for that. I mean, if he yeah. and does what he studies, say a place setting or whatever, hey. I hope he does great things. Mm-hmm. But this could set a precedent if we're not careful. You're going to have kids that are supposed to graduate in 2022 or 2023. Let's say 2023 because 2022 is almost here. Let's say graduate 2023. And then they say, oh, I want to play now. I want to go to school now. So then they can figure out a way to get in. Enroll, literally mm-hmm. a student at the university, and now they're legally allowed to play. You know, and it's going to be like the NBA now, where kids are going to force go their senior year of high school and go to the NBA. 
you know, let's go to the, I'm going to forego my senior year of high school and go into the NCAA and play college football. The problem you'll have is, is if kids aren't academic, even if they meet the grades, if they meet the requirements to get in, mm-hmm. they're not prepared for college life. And then you're going to have, you know, they're going to go out partying, they're going to go out and do something stupid and then get suspended or kicked off the team. And then you just lost that big advantage you just had in the blink of an eye. No, power to him if that's, if that's you know, obviously that's the route he goes. And, you know, I, I, I uh, give him credit. I don't know. I don't know if that was the best move. I read someone tweeted out that that was a horrible decision and some big college star. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, it's his decision. And uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully he do, does well. Mm-hmm. Going, <clears throat> going off topic, and we'll obviously – Later on this week or sometime next week, whenever what's best is, uh, but uh, your early thoughts, um, of course, not on college football because we can talk, there's so much there of that, but Russell Westbrook yeah. is now a Los Angeles Laker. Now, of course, tonight's NBA free agency kicks off. I saw the Lakers re- or signing Dwight Howard. I think they signed Trevor Ariza and there might have been one more. I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a, you know, humongous NBA fan. Of course, I'll watch the Thunder, and that's about it. Is, is it me, or has the NBA just gone star crazy to where literally we got star uh, ring-chasing athletes? Yes, most definitely. You'll have teams that are desperate. You know, Lakers, they won the bubble championship. I mean, the thing should be the, the trophy should have a mask on it because that's appropriate for what happened in 2020. So it should have like a gold mask as part of the trophy and not, you know, some paper mask to just think about actual gold mask because it was a bubble mm-hmm. championship and it was has to have an asterisk because it was a it wasn't a legitimate championship in my own opinion. Sorry, Lakers fans, uh, but I despise the team even more now. Um, but uh, anyway. Um, you're going to have these teams, these players that are going to go, going to do anything necessary to get these other yep. superstar players outside of free agency. Well, he's going to sign with this team. Let's say, let's just send him a whole bunch of, you know, stuff here and let's get him anyway. And it's going to set a dangerous precedent where, you know, you're going to say, well, you, you're going to do it the whole, the easy way, let them sign free agency, mm-hmm. or do it the hard way, and it's going to cost you a lot more than just letting them go on free agency. And. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I know a lot of people are happy with this megastar team, and so be. I mean, I'm not 100% saying it's a bad thing. It's just, it gets old after a while, especially when you have a guy named LeBron James, because, you know, you got him in in Miami. That's how he won his umpteen rings, and, you know, yep. um, the Lakers. Chris Paul got a nice contract. I saw that was... Uh, yeah, Don't that, know was, that was a good deal. What Phoenix did, he declined the player option, and yep. then they were able to sign him to a bigger deal, and that more benefits him. And then it lets him stay in Phoenix. So, props to the GM for doing that. And so, of course, um, the Paycom Center. What's your thoughts on that? As a well, new for the OKC Thunder's yeah, arena, it's going to take some getting used to. And by the time we get used to it, they'll change it again, just like they always do. <laughs> um, I wish we had a name like Bricktown Ballpark or something. Yep. That no matter what, it's still going to have, you know, Bricktown something is named that, you know, you know, you've got Wrigley Field in Chicago, mm-hmm. Fenway Park in Boston, 
the Staples Center in Los Angeles, these iconic names that that just you mention a name and you know instantly what you're talking about. Dodger Stadium. The Dodger Stadium, exactly. You know, it's like they just need to stick to something. You know, sure, add a sponsor to it so they can, you know, get some money involved if you need to. But at the same time, it's still known as the arena yep. and not as some, you know, like, what's it called now? Okay, where's that? You mm -hmm. know, instead of, you know, like, you know, it's known as the, uh, um, in, in Memphis, they have the FedEx Forum. Is there a fan headquartered there? But, you know, it's like you had to look up these new arenas, like, where are they now? And, you know, I think the Thunder should just trademark the name Thunderdome and just call it the Thunderdome. You know, Loud City and Thunderdome just go hand in hand. <laughs> they need you know, a... and, and just for the hell of it, just have a Mad Max night, you know? <laughs> just have a Mad Max night. <laughs> of course, keep it PP rated, of course. You don't want kids getting scared to half the death, you know? <laughs> 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 now we got uh it's gonna be a good one I'm, I'm curious of how now with everything spiking back up yeah you know, i don't know Amen. i don't know either it, it, it's a mess i mean i made a fairly lengthy facebook post about my thoughts on it and i just let it at that because i was like you gotta be kidding me <sighs> unfortunately i want to say my thoughts but i just I yeah, want I put to. It on Facebook because, like I said, we're not we're not going to get political on this show. I just let it there. So. Yeah, um, I might copy and paste it to Twitter and do a couple of tweets of it because it's fairly lengthy. But at the same time, I think I just need to get my opinion out there. Just let people know I'm not going to sit there and just sit there and sit on my hands and just you know do what the government tells me to. You better because uh, David, they're going to knock on your door and ask for you to see if you got a vaccine. Yeah, well. Uh, I'm not gonna say it. I got a, I got a, I got a thought. It's gonna stay in my head because it's gonna. We, we'll go down a rabbit hole if we're not careful. <laughs> One of these days, we'll just do a. Because uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Wong and I, we did a uh, uncensored, unfiltered show. One of these days that uh, we'll just have to do that and just let it all out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put a parental advisory on it. Just. <laughs> 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 you know, we don't, we don't, we're not we're not potty talk, trash talkers like some of these other people, but we we love a little salt here and there. It won't hurt nothing. Well, after a while, people just get sick and tired of the the run around, and that's just all what this is. But anyway, yeah. Hey, yeah anyway, um, I'm gonna make my joke now. So get prepared. This is good. Texas in the SEC makes as much sense as Seattle having a basketball team. For you, okay. It's not as funny as yours is. Mine may be, <laughs> mine may have some rough, some feathers out there. I'm sure in the in the podcast world, I don't know who all listens to it, but I'm sure somebody does. Um, but anyway, Texas being the SEC makes the same sense as having a man competing as a woman in the women's Olympic weightlifting contest. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes as much sense. I mean, well, well, you know, I'm not. Yeah, there, there's a joke there about you know being in a man's league about something. So I don't know. I'll just leave that there. Apparently, he can't beat the men, so you gotta do something. Yeah. <laughs> Finish off. You know what's funny is OSU has taken this really personal. They and, have, you know, it, it, the president that sent that letter. I mean, you talk about. You know, she needs to go see the university psychologist and. 
file a butthurt complaint or something. I don't know. Which will lead to the final question of the day. Uh, Bedlam. Once we, once we officially get into the SEC, even though, I guess, verbally we're already in, I guess, but once we officially get our 2020 whatever year SEC schedule out, of course, that's when we are officially in. How long do you think it'll take for us to play OSU again, or do you think Bedlam is a done deal? I think Bedlam will continue. Uh, yeah. It, because it, it, it's steeped in tradition, and if the powers that be at the University of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State have any wisdom – you're going to look at what happened to Texas A&M and Texas in Texas um, when Texas A&M left and joined the SEC. That rivalry went by the wayside, and it became um, a legend, a story of you know what of has been and what was. It never, and I don't think they ever haven't played since Texas A&M joined the SEC. I think they'll make a conscious effort to keep that rivalry going because it's part of the state's history. It's part of that, that game's been around long, long before Oklahoma was, was even a state. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, you know, you know, sweaters and leather helmets when that thing started. And, you know, color cameras were far into the future. You're talking about old black and white photographs you had to put in a pool of liquid to develop, you know, is that that old? And uh, I think they need to keep it going because it, it, it generates a lot of revenue for both schools because it's in-state. You know, from my home here in Edmond, Stillwater's an hour drive away. Yep. And you, maybe two hours on King Day, down to Norm with all the traffic. But um, it's in-state, you know, the last couple of years have been exciting. It came down to the final play a few years ago when Oklahoma had to play, play defense to win the game by one point. Then you had... Uh, <coughs> The shootout in 2017 um, when OSU scored 50 points and lost. Uh, So it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of competitiveness to it. And Wisdom says, do your best to keep it going. Don't let it fall, go the way of the dinosaur. I got got a did you know fact, and it's kind of funny. I'm going to post it here in a second. Here we go. Scroll. Scroll. Texas is three one and eight versus Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, three one and eight. Three one and eight. I looked eight it up. Guys? Was... Is that what I'm <laughs> and get this, I was, I was kind of scrolling to see what all losing records Texas has against the SEC. South Carolina, they're winless, and then these guys apparently Vanderbilt. They haven't met, which tells you how many times. This is weird because this is date backs way God knows when. They haven't played each other since 1928. Oh wow! So, so the, oh, I, that makes more sense because the back in the early days of what I call the primitive days of college football. Mm. College football has been around for 127 years. I yep. think it is now, um, as formerly known as the NCAA college football. But um, back in the days when Oklahoma, like the turn of the century, mm-hmm. you know, rules were a little lot looser than they are now. You didn't exactly have out of bounds. So if the ball went off the field, it was still in play. And most teams played until either A, there was a winner, or they just ran out of time and or ran out of players. I mean, I've, I've heard players actually, you know, 
being severely injured and, you know, having debilitating injuries because of the getting the nature of the game. So, you know, there were a lot of ties and other things back in the day, but the fact that they've had eight of them, they haven't played in almost, almost a hundred years is going to be interesting. And then uh, I'll get, I'll ask you a question. There's two teams that OU has losing records against in the SEC. Do you know who they are? Okay. Uh, I did it until I had to Google it, so don't feel bad. No, it's fine. I want to see if I can guess them first. I would say South Carolina and Arkansas. What's funny is South Carolina and OU has never played in football. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm looking at this right now. It says that uh, South Carolina, these two programs have never played each other, along with Mississippi State's the other one um, that has never played. OU and any of them. Uh, the first one is Ole Miss. They are 0 and 1. And unfortunately, Georgia. Yeah. Unfortunately, Georgia. Yeah. Well, that, they, they could have beaten a couple of years ago if they had Davis, but we'll believe in that. However, OU's 2 0 and 1 against Vanderbilt. Ah. So <laughs> we, we're undefeated against them. So, yes, Texas, we're trolling you, okay? Oh, <laughs> uh, I won't come on there. That's a bummer. Oh, well. <laughs> well, uh. <laughs> uh, last but not least, uh, I was scrolling through here. They're actually pretty darn good against, um, against the SEC. I mean, granted, they haven't played half these teams in forever. But yeah. just running real quick, OU against Bama, the 3 2 and 1. Arkansas, which I'm actually looking forward to, 10-4-1. They're undefeated against Auburn at 2-0. They're 1-1 they're against Florida. Kentucky's 2-1. Georgia, uh, LSU, surprisingly, is 2-1. Yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, there you go. Did you say uh, we're 0-1 against Ole Miss? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that was the uh, – I want to say the holiday ball. It was Bob Fox's first postseason yep. game in '99, the year before he won the national championship. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was that was it. Yeah. So, so you know, even for Nashville, it's going to have to be one too. We had a new coach. You know, make, make excuses like that. <laughs> but now I'm actually looking forward to it. But if you guys are just joining, definitely give the show a listen and rewind it. As we all know, Oklahoma, Texas are headed to the SEC. We just don't know when. I really think it's going to be next year. I would love that if that was the case. Yeah, I would too. Also, but, money talks, right? We'll find, we're about to find out how big money OU in Texas really has now. Yep. In the meantime, guys, David, it's been fun. Welcome back. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, me too. It's like, yeah, it's a little congested in my voice, but it's not like it was last week. I mean, it was, it was, it was miserable. I mean, my health felt like a balloon, and I just, like, somebody pop it. <laughs> That sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it was bad. So I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling well. And then, of course, I had that adventure with my car key. And then, you know, it got all worked out. But uh, it's been fun getting back. I look forward to this stream. looks pretty cool. If I can get the kinks worked out and uh, figure this thing out, we can do some, We can have some blasts with this thing. Oh, yeah. This thing, I got. if I can get some kinks, there's a few things I got to work on. I'm trying to figure out a few things here and there. But... Uh... I think this thing, if everything goes right, might be might be the thing. 
Yeah, you know, and Zim was, you know, Zim can go the way of the dinosaur. Well, they <laughs> they apparently updated. They have something called apps. I don't know what exactly that is. I'm kind of scared to find out. Yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, guys, uh, glad that we're back. David, of course, uh, I'm sure he's he's glad that. Uh, hey, we're in football month. We got. Yeah. I forgot about that. Hall of Fame games this weekend. It is. You know, it's always fun and. Uh, Watch the guys that get inducted at halftime in their gold jackets. And it reminds me of what John Elway said at his Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He said he played, he started the NFL in orange, Mm -hmm. won a Super Bowl in Navy, and then got inducted in mustard. (laughs) Only John Elway. (laughs) Speaking of the Broncos, Steve Atwater, uh, he's uh, getting inducted this weekend. Yep. Now, are they going to do it 20? How are they? Okay, I have not heard. Uh, uh, Are they doing both twenty twenty one or I just twenty twenty? Final this year since they didn't have the game last right. year, obviously. Oh, was ceremony for that matter. I know Major League <sighs> Baseball; they didn't have twenty twenty one because it's like a cathedral. And, you know, you got to be holy and purified before you can get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, um, you know that. It, you know, I don't believe that. That, but uh, they did. It, since they didn't have anybody this year, they they inducted everybody from last year. The two players flesh that didn't get to have their ceremony. So I think they're doing both classes. I'll have to look it up and uh, see what they're doing. But uh, it's going to be fun to watch. And I think it's the Cowboys and the Steelers, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. Yep. That's going to be a fun game. I hope Pittsburgh I runs all over him. That ankle injury. I mean, that was a, that was a, that was a gruesome injury. I mean, his, foot was, his foot was in a direction it wasn't supposed to go. Yeah. I mean, it, it was bad. I mean, my, my answer, one of my also sent me a picture of it. I about was like, oh, I don't know which was worse, Dak Prescott or Conor McGregor. So, <laughs> which was more gruesome, you know? It was like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Dax was pretty bad. It was, but I'm excited to see him back on the field and see what he can do. And, well, I am uh, too. I got nothing against Dak. He's an SEC guy. He is, and he's he's a great guy. You don't get me wrong, and. Uh, he what he stands for. He's he's a good family man and great guy to like. Even though mm-hmm. you know he is SEC, but uh, um, he's not like Alabama. Or LSU, one of those high high snooty players. You know, he's a humble Mississippi State guy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's yeah, he's and, well known. Uh, it's gonna be fun to watch him, and then uh, you know we'll, we'll see how I'm, I'm. I'm actually taking bets on how long we'll hear Weedon boys. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> We get out of preseason, we'll be lucky. It's preseason. I'll, I'll watch it because it's preseason football. I'm actually looking forward to Steve Atwater's speech. I really want to hear Steve Atwater's I speech. Too. I do too, as well. It's going to be fun to watch. But uh, we'll get there. Uh, what, Saturday's a speech, Sunday's a game? Yep. And uh, go from there. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Chrissy, the SI um, Bulldogs, publisher of the SI Bulldogs, will be here. Around the 10th or a little after, she's in the process of finishing up moving. And she's getting her internet installed, so that's, that's definitely perfectly fine. Uh, trust me, I totally understand that, which I hate. That's the only part about moving I hate. Yeah, you got to wait for everybody to actually come out and do the job. Like, okay, especially if you move to a different part of, the, uh, part of the state or country where you've got a different provider and you got to get the mm-hmm. accounts linked up. And then you got to say, okay, how much service do I need and how much signal do I need and all that good stuff. It's like, like yep. 
just get instead of like instead of saying well, I'm moving across the neighborhood, I just take my provider with me. So that's the thing. I don't know where she's. I, mean, I know where she moved to. I don't know where she's moving from. But uh, right. that's the worst thing about moving. Of course, this Wednesday. Uh, um, jazz. <laughs> I hate moving. I feel bad I for her, man. You know, I was like, hey, I was like, I was like, hey, new town. I'm like, okay, now I got to do this checklist, and I'm like. I think yep. longer than Santa's naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> this Wednesday, we got Clyde. He's coming on. <clears throat> that should be an interesting one. Uh, just as a teaser for all you guys that's going to listen to this episode up until Wednesday <clears throat> and even after, uh, Clyde, we're going to talk some vaccines. We're going to talk vaccines. <laughs> Yeah, that's gonna be fun, you know. Oh like, God! Yeah, uh, I I don't know where we're gonna land with this, but I'm actually looking forward to it. Exactly. I mean, uh, NFL vaccine, I think, is the biggest one, but I know that uh, he wants yeah, to uh, yeah. he wants to talk about why he's not gonna get his, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be quite an interesting show. God. <laughs> yeah. Parental advice. Exactly. I'm gonna put a disclaimer. On this one, y'all. It's it's gonna. It might might get a little naughty, you know. We never <laughs> put a disclaimer. <laughs> Dear government, please don't listen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's just two. It's a two part disclaimer. Views uh, expressed there for those of the people involved, not necessarily those who are the listeners. And then B, if you're from the government, put your earmuffs on. <laughs> please. What he tells me is not what I may or may not agree with. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, jokes aside, David, it's been fun. I'll get you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll text you tomorrow and uh, see what the rest of your schedule looks like, and uh, we'll prepare for a holiday. Holiday. The Pro Football Hall of Fame or the holiday. Yeah. But uh, football is back. We're f- what five weeks from the college football? Four weeks, something like that. So. Four. It's the last week of August. Is week two. So. <sighs> Yes. Yeah, it, you know, exactly. And, you know, I'm enjoying the break from the heat, but uh, it's supposed to get hot again for a couple of weeks, and then maybe we'll get some cooler weather, and then, hey, let's play some football. Well, we're almost there. Big college football preview show coming up in the next few weeks, so be prepared for that one. In the meantime, guys, listen to us on uh, all, all major podcast platforms. Don't forget, you can listen to us on Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play the Air Raid Attack podcast, and, and weirdly in – Freakly, she will actually play it. So, David, take care of yourself. Uh, you too, Mike. Stay out of trouble. Everyone, take care. We will see you all Wednesday night.